Hi, I'm Naveen Ganglani, and welcome to the third episode of At The Buzzer, a Rappler Sports Podcast. So for this episode, we had Gretchen Ho, who was kind enough to talk to us about the media industry, working with social media, while also looking back at her time with the Ateneo Lady Eagles. And guess what? Gretchen named her all-time Ateneo starting lineup, so that's something to look out for. She's always been very intelligent, very insightful, and she really shows a lot of those qualities in this episode. So sit back and enjoy, and we'll catch you at the buzzer. So we are joined today by Gretchen Ho, the woman in action herself one of the most memorable volleyball players the UAP has ever seen, and the same with the Philippine Superliga. And also, you will be familiar with her work in media. She's been a presenter for years, a great host, and one of the nicest people you'll ever meet, basically. Gretchen, thanks for joining us today. You know, I remember I did a story on you in 2014, and I was a rookie reporter at that time, and I made a few mistakes, but you were kind enough to give me the time of day so I could do a feature and you one of the best and most favorite features I would say I've ever done. How has the past six years gone for you? It feels like you've done so much. What's that process been like? Like, Take us through your mindset. Well, first of all, I'd like to say hi to you again after all these years. It's, Hello. it's nice to, to e-meet you again. article more recently and when I read it, and and see myself now. Parang sobrang layo ko na doon. And mm-hmm. grabe, grabe. Uh, a lot has happened. Uh, six years ago ba yun? Yes, correct. A lot has happened since then. And uh, I've really transitioned into so many other roles apart from being an athlete. And it's been fun. Uh, it's it's nice going back and looking back. In terms of mindset, ano nga ba? Pare, pare naman ako. <laughs> still, still an athlete in everything that I do. Discipline right. Din, and and uh, always a learner. And trying to be flexible all the time. And adapt to the changes. Dahil ang dami ng pagbubago ngayon sa pandemic. That part of you that was always talented in many areas, was that something you always knew since you were a kid? Maybe not talented in many areas, but having interest in more than one field. Was that something you realized from a young age or was that something that developed over time? Well, I've always wanted to be an athlete, but hindi ko sure kung yun yung gusto kong career after college. So I, I did two years of it. Nag-champion kami sa Petron. Then after, I decided to pursue other things. I didn't see myself like like spending a long time being a professional athlete. So that was one of the factors. And in terms of media work, never. <laughs> Corporate ako dapat eh. Marketing. Uh, or public service. Yan yung mga gusto ko. Pero ngayon, dami no. Um, nag-host ako. Tapos I also report. It's really a you know a different field that I'm in right now, but it's been fun. It's been a whole lot of learning. What are the things you've learned that you say have really stuck? And also, I want to go back to that part where you mentioned you were supposed to go corporate, no? And that's interesting because you had a business, I remember, while you were still in college. You had a business in Ateneo. What made you realize that? Corporate is not really for me, uh, at least right now, and I am attracted to this media industry. 
nung nag-graduate kasi ako from college, um, I realized I was so fortunate enough to have a platform already at that mm. age. And sabi ko, I can use this platform to be a good influence to people in whatever way that I can. Sabi ko, sayang naman, no, if I, if I let it go and not give it a shot. And uh, I was actually headed to... Kasi torn pa ako noon in summer na yun, eh. Kung mag-media ako, meron na offer noon sa game day weekend to do a show. Pero nag-iisip pa rin ako ipagsabayin sa corporate. So, pumunta ako for a job interview sa Makati. Alala ko, Discovery yun, eh. Discovery group yun, eh. Kila Tiu. Kila Ish Tiu. And... <laughs> Oo, oh, tas... Um, and taga ko ng... Hindi mo mapunta ng Makati. So, malilate na ako sa interview ko kasi sobrang traffic. Ginawa ko, pinark ko yung kotse ko sa may Star Mall. Nag-commute ako, nag-train ako. None of the taxis knew where the Discovery Building was. So, I kept on walking around Makati looking for the building. Ikot ako na ikot. Talagang hindi ko talaga mahanap. Mga one hour na, sabi ko, tinext ko yung, yung father, ni Isyata. Sabi ko, um, sir, pasensya na po. Pero hindi ko talaga mahanap yung building. And I have a press con. The press con was for game day weekend, our show. Wow. So, nag-taxi ako, mabunta na sa press con. <laughs> wala akong makeup, wala akong anything. And then, I took that as a sign that God wanted me to pursue media work. For me, no, it's it's really my mission that drives me. And yung corporate, I, hindi ko man na-pursue yung job na uh, I was headed towards but I think I'm still doing it now marketing yeah. brand building and I still work with so many of those clients of those co- corporations so parang ganun din I still do that but I'm on the other side right and uh, I can only imagine if you took the corporate job that hassle nung commuting and looking for the building <laughs> that would yun pa oh, ayaw, ayaw ko kasi mag-commute eh ayaw ko mag-commute araw-araw na uh, 8 to 5 kasi nag-intern ako sa Nestle noon na-experience ko yung nagda-drive ka alis ka ng bahay ng mga mga 7 ay 7 ba ako malis hindi mga 6 tapos nadating sa office ng 8 tapos Pagkatapos nun, aalis ako ng opisina ng mga 7pm. Kasi yung boss ko, pag hindi pa umaalis, ayoko rin umalis. Kasi nga, oh, oh. Bibong, bibong intern ako nun eh. Gusto ko makakuha ng job offer after. Nakakuha naman ako. Um, pero yun nga, nakakawi na ako ng bahay. Mga 9pm na, tas tutulog na lang. Tas the mm-hmm. next day, ganun na naman. So parang nakasilip ako sa buhay, corporate. And sabi ko, kung meron akong opportunity to do something else, why not give it a shot? And if not, if hindi nag-work out, I can always go corporate naman. So That's yun. true. That's interesting because I remember my first media job also was a desk media job, 9, p- 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then there's the whole process na uwi ka late na, dinner, tulog, wake up early the next morning, same thing. But compared to like being on the field, it's like every day you never know what's gonna happen, mm-hmm. diba? Especially yeah. for you, I'm sure, because you have all these projects for yourself. But when you first entered the media landscape, was it what you always thought it would be or did it catch you by surprise? You know, uh, I think it humbled me even because I have always been a planner. Like, I visualize things and, and dream about where I want to go. But when I entered the media industry, there was no template. There was <laughs> nothing. I had to, like, open my mind to everything. 
Kasi pag nilimitahan mo na yung sarili mo, agad-agad pa lang sa simula, wala, ano ka na, nasa box ka na. So sabi ko ako, this is a self-discovery journey for me. It was like starting from scratch, starting from zero. I didn't study for any of it. Wala, wala talaga. Zero experience. Ang meron ko lang, kapal ng mukha. Yun lang <laughs> ko. And, and yun sinasabi ko all the time, no? makapalan talaga mukha ko. I'm a go-getter. So, mm-hmm. pag may dumating na opportunity, ang mindset ko, why not? Try natin. Kahit na nakakahiya, or kahit na naunad, kasi hindi naman ako mahilig sa showbiz. Uh-oh. So, meron na akong prior judgment. Pero, nung pumasok ako sa mundo, I had to remove all of that and open my mind to it. Mm-hmm. Tapos, doon ako na-humble, na parang mas, mas naintindihan ko yung mundo na yon Mas, I understand now why people get into different roles. Because when you're not part of it, ang bilis lang din i-judge yung mga tao that are part of it. So, right. and I realized along the way that nobody else is going to craft or determine your career apart from you. Mm-hmm. Whoever you want to be, it depends on this, the decisions that you make on a day-to-day basis. Like, for example, tatanggapin ko ba itong racket na to? Tatanggapin ko ba itong gig na to? Itong event na to? Itong role na to? Tatanggapin ko ba? Yung mga ganong bagay, parang kailangan malaman mo along the way. Siyempre, bago malaman, kailangan itry mo. Tapos, nag-eliminate na lang ako na, ah, hindi ko to gusto. Ah, ito pala yung gusto ko talaga. Kaya ako nasa news ngayon. Kasi nag-apply ako. Because I wanted to get into the morning show to umagang kay ganda. And mm-hmm. I, I figured that out mga three years after pa nung start, nung beginning ko sa industry. Kasi gusto ko talaga mag-public service. And I I was very fond of the news. So, yun. Was that intimidating? Because your background until then had been sports. Diba? You were playing in the UAAP, so you were in the sports world. And then you wanted to take this next big step in your media career. How scary was it or was it for you more like time to go get it? Intimidating. Intimidating in the sense that my whole orientation is that of an athlete. Like I was super military-like. Kasi, ewan ko, ganun, hanggang ngayon naman, may ganun pa din ako. Yung approach ko to things disiplina day in, day out, and when I learn something, talaga, ano ko eh, uh, <laughs> laser light focus, para right. sa training lang, ganon. And I had to break so many of my attitudes or the things that I've learned through time in right. the media industry. Like, in the morning show, I've had to do so many things that I've never done in my life. Pinasayaw ako, pinakanta ako, tapos nag-joke-joke time ako sa sa morning show. And, ayun, talagang pinapamasa nila ako. And, yun nga, parang it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's it's actually a good thing. Kasi it brings me out of the box that I knew. And ngayon, out parang feeling ko, oo, feeling ko mas loose na ako as a person. Mm-hmm. Kasi parang, ako, parang, parang, Sumayaw ka na eh. Natenderize <laughs> na ako. <laughs> Ganun. Was that one of the reasons why inside you, you felt, I want to apply for news or I want to apply for the morning show because I want to know what it's like to go out of my comfort zone? Because a lot of people, whether athlete, whether media or ordinary citizen, they always have trouble with that, right? It's hard to go out of your comfort zone sometimes. So was that a factor for you? And how did it become easier for you over time to do it? Well, for me, I've always appreciated the morning show. And... Idol ko nga nun si Bernadette Simbrano. 
Kasi talagang good vibes yan talaga siya sa umaga eh. Parang mm. gusto ko rin gawin yon Like I want to be a joy bringer to people in the morning. Right. Uh, it, it's the sense of mission. And at the same time, yung ugali ko talaga is ganun. If I don't know something, the more it challenges me. Like, if you don't expect it from me, I think the more I will do it. Mm-hmm. Ganun, ganun lang. Attracted ako sa things that people don't expect me to do. You like uh, proving them wrong. Parang ganun. I don't like going with the flow. Parang ganun eh. Uh, learner siguro kasi ako. Like, I want to challenge myself all the time. Exactly. Yeah. And one of the challenges for media people like you, like I, is social media, right? <laughs> because I'm sure more you than I, 100%, you have dealt with what I like to call the eggheads of Twitter. Yung mga anonymous accounts na has a lot to say but will never show their face. And that's interesting because when you entered media and when I entered media, that, that was really about the time that social media was starting to take off and it became clear that social media was going to be the future of all media. When you look back on it, how social media has grown the last six years, how do you feel towards it? Do you feel thankful because it gave you a bigger platform to talk about what you believe, to put yourself out there? Or do you think it spiraled a little bit out of control? Right now, I think it's all sorts of crazy. <laughs> Within this pandemic, to be very honest with you, um, with what I see online. I don't lose hope with it though. Like with any machine, with any technology, it's up to us eh, how to deal with it. It's how it's up to us how there are so many things that it has brought to everybody's lives. Lalo na sa akin, no? I feel like I've uh, built a career around social media. Kasi nung panahon ko talaga nag-start yung pag-akit ng social media, eh. So, it's good. And at the same time, it, it's a, I feel like it's a double-edged sword. Um, if you consume too much of it, or if you don't use it the right way, it can harm you in many ways. Mentally, emotionally. And also sa sarili mong lifestyle, if nagko-consume ka ng fake, so sobrang, I mean, kailangan marunong kang bumalanse. As someone who says that she leans or relies on social media for your platform and for your business, or as you would say, your racket, do you ever feel pressure sometimes to constantly provide content? Like, are there days na parang, I don't really want to be on social media, I, I kind of want to withdraw from it but I oh, have oh, to be there. Oh, oh, talaga. Hindi kasi meron talaga, may pressure talaga kasi kung uh, content creator ka and uh, and I have so many roles online like I I do journalism work. Also, I do content creation and uh, I do that for brands as well. I do that for myself as well. Parang ano, nakakapagod talaga. Para kang ano eh, production company na magisa. Oo. Oh, oh. Pero I think yun nga, no? kailangan malaman mo lang din your reason why you're doing it. If you're doing it for the hits, if you're doing it for the money, you're not gonna last, I think. What will make you last is your mission. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reason why you got into it. So para sa akin, being able to use my platform to deliver good news, kasi puro nega, di ba? Nega, nega, uh-huh. nega. 
pinahanap ko yung mga small bits of good stories and inspiration and I put that into the consciousness of people. So, yun. Kailangan lang din magpahinga. Kakapagod. Kakapagod talaga. It doesn't stop. But I think, you know, um, it's unfair also to say that I'm not grateful for it kasi ang dami ko rin nakukuha blessings because of social media. So, I try to channel those blessings to other people as much as I can. And with that platform comes also a big responsibility eh, na mm-hmm. if you don't do anything with it, parang ako, I can't take that sa conscience ko na to just to use it only for my own gain. Parang right. hindi ko kayanin. Kaya siguro yung, ano, yung sense ko of public service is very big. The more that people follow me, the more that they patronize my content, the more mm-hmm. I feel responsible to give them something meaningful. Now, personally, I think you view social media to a great extent because of your Woman in Action platform. But before we get into that, I do have to ask you, have there been times where you've kind of had social media boo-boos na parang, whoops, I wish I could take that back. <laughs> uh, whoops, I wish I didn't tweet that or I didn't say that. Could you share instances about those? Marami, pero kasi less na ngayon. <laughs> mas, care, mas careful na ako ngayon. Hindi na ako basta-basta nagpo-post. Every time I think of something, I think about it once, twice, thrice, four times. Anong sasabihin nito? Pag-tunit ko yan, anong sasabihin ng kabila? Anong sasabihin ng nasa likod? Everything mm-hmm. I think of it, am I ready to stand up for what I tweet? So, noon, ang dami kong mistake. Ngayon, less na. Pero noon, ano manalala ko? Kasi, impulsive, impulsive na magtitweet ka lang na magtitweet na magtitweet. And sa akin yun, I've, I've chosen to just choose my battles and voice out when I need to because I feel like when you keep on talking and talking and talking, yung impact ng voice mo gets less. Ewan ko, mm-hmm. parang gano'n lang yung tingin ko doon. Um, di ba pansin mo pag yung iba na minsan lang may sulita pero may wait, mas malakas yung dating. So mm-hmm. for me, if I don't need to speak, I try not to. If I have an opinion that I feel like will contribute, that's when I do that. Nang-away na ako ng mga trolls. <laughs> pero hindi ko nire-regret yun. So, <laughs> <laughs> ano, hindi, hindi ko nire-regret kasi may mission na may purpose naman yung pag-away ko sa kanila. Mm-hmm. I'm most likely to expose them. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think your mentality now with trolls is parang kill them with kindness of sorts, eh, no? Para... Kasi pag pinatulan mo, remember that you're magnifying your voice. That's true. They're supposed to not have any weight in the conversation because they are precisely what they are. They're trolls. They're robots. If you give weight to their voice, you acknowledge their presence. So for me... If I don't have anything, any message to say na valuable enough, kasi pakikitain mo rin sila, hindi na lang, iniwan ko na lang. Pero like, meron ako pinatulan once, ano ba sabi ko? Pinipitik ko kasi minsan yung konsensya nila eh. Like, sinasabi ko, nasa na ba yung mga konsensya nito? Paano din natitiis yung mga ganyan? Mga ganun lang na hirin. Para lang yung mga nag-maintain ng accounts, mapitikan naman sila ng kaunti. But not all the time. Paminsan-minsan lang. Oo. Well, I'm sure those those trolls, kahit haters sila, part of them's happy that Gretchen Ho gave them some attention, di ba? <laughs> Or ano pala, uh, pag, 
meron pa pala akong side note doon. For Go. example, they try to turn the narrative around in a certain way. I think that's when you need to reply. Because mm-hmm. when they try to sway people's opinion with their troll accounts, that's the dangerous part of it. So you need right. to clarify things. Parang papatayin mo na kaagad yung apoy. Um, pag hindi mo na-respond, they have control over the narrative. So ganun, um, kailangan mas smart ka yeah. tweeting, posting. And they, and they multiply sometimes. Eh. Like you said, diba? if hindi mo patayin yung apoy, one becomes three, three becomes eight, and yeah. then suddenly yes. there's this hate trending groups. hashtag na, diba? Oh. Oh, parang like I'm sorry to say this sometimes you mga trolls neto sobrang crab mentality eh, no? na they just want to like drag you down instead of lifting you up. But one thing you've done great with social I mean they're they're hired talaga to do that. <laughs> yep, that's true. But one thing that has been great with how you how you view social media is your hashtag, Woman in Action. Mm-hmm. And a few years ago, it started as a hashtag. It started as a way to identify what you were trying to use social media for. And now it's grown to a website and into a huge part of your personality. So just take us through that process. What was that like, the beginning? What was the inspiration? And what do you aim for it to grow into? Like For me, I launched my website because I wanted the platform to be able to engage better with with my fans and with my followers. Ayun, tapos nag-evolve siya to a platform where I can share stories, I can write stories. Dalawang part yun. Pwedeng personal blog and pwedeng like story writing talaga. Feature right. writing. And then there's also another part where people can write their own stories there. So it's mm-hmm. not just one way that they absorb my writing, but I also get to listen to them. So I think it's a good platform, especially now with the pandemic and people are thinking, overthinking, having anxiety, and and we need to get more good stories out there. So uh, that's the mission of my website. Ko. And feeling ko, I'm also uh, honing my own craft. That Because yeah, I've studied video editing, I've hosting, so I want to be a better storyteller also. I think it opens up a lot of doors in terms of me being able to help people with their causes, getting the word out there, and and just, you know, um, expanding my skill. What are some of the stories that you hope to tell moving forward also? Stories that make you want to wake up in the morning and go out and find them? Sa akin, ano, um, yung, yung woman in action hashtag kasi, it's, it's, is what it is. I want to be somebody who doesn't just speak but also mm-hmm. acts. So, meron din ako YouTube channel ngayon na ni-relaunch ko rin siya where I I told the story. I went to EDSA. Um, I, I rode a bike along EDSA. Wow. Tapos yeah. nag-ano ako, nag-QC, Pasig, Tagig, EDSA. Tapos, nag-donate ako ng bikes to two no-work, no-pay employees. So, mm-hmm. inalab ko yung kwento nila. At the same time, I was able to like help them out. So, yun yung vision ko uh, moving forward. I hope that I will be able to not just tell a story, but have impact mm-hmm. in a direct way. In whatever. Kasi parang ako, yun nga sabi ko, diba, parang I feel like social media is such a powerful platform. Ah. Daming sponsors ngayon na willing magbigay <laughs> ng, ng stuff sa amin. Mm-hmm. Eh, bakit hindi ako maging channel nun for other people to get that? To, to That's get true. 
facts, di ba? But by telling stories. So, yun yung challenge ko sa sarili ko. Uh, beginning stages pa lang ako. Ang dream ko is to be able to go around the Philippines and uh-huh. to do that. Uh, to expose the stories that are not told and to just give them a little bit of inspiration and have impact in those areas. Top of your head, how many places in the Philippines do you think you've been to? Oh, if no. you got to guess. 30? Wow! <laughs> 30 and, or even more. I've been traveling your, a lot. Eh. And what's your favorite so far? If you had to pick a top three places in the Philippines list. Batanes. Ganda sa Batanes. Sobra. Sobra peaceful. And yun sabi ko, parang di mo pa nakita yung Pilipinas pag di, pag di mo nakita yung ganda ng Pilipinas pag di mo pa narating yung Batanes. Batanes. Second, Ifugao. Ifugao Rice Terraces. Okay. Homestay kami doon. Tapos pagising namin yung Rice Terraces yung nasa harapan. Ganda. <laughs> third, ano ba yung third ko? Siguro ngayon, Siargao. Kasi, Ooh, wow. uh-huh. gusto ko yung ano eh, yung tag dito. Hindi pa siya kasing commercialized ng Boracay. Pero, right. medyo laid back pa siya. And then, people are friendly towards each other. Nag-bike ride kasi ako doon. My first 100 kilometers. Wow. Ng island. So, ganda. Uh-huh. Ganda. Ganda, no? And also the the surfing, the there's so many restaurants now that have opened up oh, then some parks, di ba? Sobrang saya. Gusto ko nga mag-ano dun eh. Pagka nabuksan na yung airport, dun ako magka-quarantine. <laughs> so you'll stay there mga six months, like self-exile. <laughs> Pero huwag mo na sabihin sa magulang ko kasi di pa ako nagpapaalam. <laughs> Actually, that's that's interesting, no? I remember you posted on Instagram. I'm not sure if it was a few weeks or a few months ago, but you called your mom your original woman in action. And she's always been a motivation for you. She's always been supportive. She's always been there at the game, supporting you at events. How big of a role did your mom play in determining what you're doing now? My mom has always been very supportive. She's my checks and balances. <laughs> like when right. I make a decision, I go, I run through it with her, and she gives me sound advice. Um, she's very open-minded, and sa kanya na una, ako nga ayaw kong mag-showbiz noon eh, sila nagsasabi sa akin, parents ko na, go, why not, try mo lang, try mo lang, and she's always been pushing me out of my comfort zone. Minsan ako, ako siguro mas matapang ako sa kanya kasi ang dami ko nang nagawa, minsan, yun na hindi ko na pinapaalam. Oo, uh-uh. Pero I think my mom has played a big part in keeping me grounded. Lagi ako sinisitan yan kapag, ano, you know, I have to, like when I tweet something na hindi okay or something, and, kasi nagmamonitor yun ang social media ko, nakakaloka. And even with the people I work with, she would remind mm-hmm. me to do this and to do that. So, parang ano, uh, ano ba tawag ito? Walking conscience, yun. Parang agent na din siya, sort of, ganon. Oo, oo, oo. So, are there also times where you have the usual mother-daughter, like, tampuhan or, like, the arguments, especially since technically you guys are working together? And how do you deal with that? We're not really directly working together. She's more of a mom. (laughs) (laughs) um, We've had arguments already. And at the end of the day, I think she knows I'm old enough to make my own decisions. And... Actually, na, sabi nga niya sa akin na lagi naman nag-make sense yung mga decision ko. Bago, bago rin kasi ako mag-decision, talagang iniisip ko muna ng masinsinan. Kailan ba siya nagalit sa akin? Usually, sa work, wala naman. Parang natatakot lang siya mostly for me. Mm-hmm. And the the things that I do, 
And lalo na nung na, na-implicate ako sa Matrix, mm-hmm. nung alam mo na yung mga ganong bagay na syempre pag parent ka, kakabahan ka talaga. Right. Oh. Yun, na, minsan pag vocal, nagagalit siya, pero sinasabi ko naman na parang makakailangan ka mag-make ng stand kasi blah, 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 blah. Diba? And iba din, iba din talaga yung feeling when you get your mom's approval sometimes, eh, di ba? Like, I'm sure the, the other side of, you know, when she voices her displeasure, she'll also tell you na she's proud of you uh, for what you've accomplished. And that probably gives you a big boost for what you want to do. Oo, kasi at the end of the day, I feel like it's the approval that I need from my mom, from my, from my parents, like, and uh, even though you know if you have people doubting your work or people who don't appreciate or see your work in in the same light that you do or you want them to if your family respects you it's a big boost it's it's a big parang confidence giver also that mm-hmm. i'm on the right path because they've seen me throughout my journey nakita naman nila yung pagbabago ko and mm-hmm. sa akin yun din yung basihan ko if i'm becoming I, a better person to them. Kasi sa family, kasi minsan mabilis din i-neglect yung pamilya, di ba? That's I mean, right. You can be successful with your work but not be the same at home. Mm-hmm. And ako, uh, I, I really take a look also at my relationships and how I am as a person. Parang I wouldn't feel like a success if I were not good to them. So, right. I'm not perfect. I do have my mistakes and my lapses. Pero, as long as you wanna be better, parang for me, no, having people around you happy and being able to take good care of them means you're already contributing your life to somebody greater than yourself. So, para right. sa akin, ayusin mo muna yun sa paligid mo, pag okay na, saka ka na tumulong sa labas. Parang ganun yung ano ko, yung mentality ko eh. Oo. Oo. Very well said. And you know, as the old saying goes, mothers know best, diba? <laughs> One thing about your mom, though, I remember that I wrote in the story back in 2014 was that it took a while for you to convince her to get you to join the varsity or to stay in school late for training in high school, diba? So that leads into my next question. Uh, when you look back now at your volleyball life, from high school to college to the Superliga and your occasional volleyball tournaments now, Do you ever really just miss it, miss being part of the team, miss being part of those kwentuhan sessions, those training sessions, and being in the games? Or is there ever that inkling to go back full-time or wala naman? Minsan, parang lalaro ako, parang nami-miss ko. Pero at the same time, parang I have another life already that I built and I feel like God wants me to go to that direction. Feeling kasi kanya-kanyang calling eh. I see it in that way. I can still play if I wanted to. I can still devote my time to it. But I've played for the past 12 years. And feeling I've given my time to it already. Um, parang iba na yung humihila sa akin eh, sa ibang direction. Mm-hmm. So I, still, uh, I keep myself in shape. Para anytime that I want to train and I want to play and they want me to play, I can. So that's mm-hmm. uh, my vow to myself. Always stay in shape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that one of the factors that you feel people don't really realize? And by people here, I mean fans or critics. It's that they see the players at the games. They see them playing for the crowds and 
getting paid for playing their favorite games, but they don't really see what goes on behind the scenes. Yung making sure your body stays in shape, making sure you're eating right. Is that part of the challenge, or would you say one of the biggest challenges of being an athlete? Oh, naman. Hindi nila tama ka, hindi nila naiintindihan the, all the stresses that we go through. To be a top athlete, you have to be mentally sound. Not just physically, but mentally because there's so much pressure. There's pressure from outside, there's pressure from your fans, there's pressure from your family, from your own self. You have to be mentally well. You have to be physically in condition no matter what the season is, no matter what you're feeling. And... You have no excuses, talaga. You have to show up all the time. So, maintaining that for a long time, long periods of time. Year-round. It's difficult, ah. It's, it's difficult. Marami rin pinagdadaanan. I mean, people are growing. People are people and they need to grow and they need to get to the you know next stage, next level. Siguro, ano, uh, di ba kita naman natin sa mga NBA players yung narrative then extends to their personal lives. Eh. So, all of that play a factor in into the athlete's life. Siguro, ano, um, ano ba yung sa state ng sports natin? Tingin ko marami rin naman na tayong nakakwento sa personal life ng mga atleta. Ang siguro hindi lang nag-grasp kasi madalas ang kinakwento natin, mga kwentong, kwento ng, ano eh, ng pagkapanalo. Yung defeats, yung struggles, yun siguro yung mas hindi nabibigyan ng pansin or hindi uh-huh. mabilis ma-judge ng mga tao. Uh-huh. Is that process that you just explained more difficult sa college? Because in addition to working out and mentally staying stable or in shape, you also have to deal with classes, you also have to deal with uh-huh. the process of... Hindi, actually, feeling ko yung maturity lang eh. Mat- mm-hmm. Doon pa lang eh. When you're, when you're a kid, It's so difficult to deal yeah. with all of that. You don't uh, know to be emotionally well. That's mm-hmm. why I think it's important to have good support, good background, people around you who give you confidence and mm-hmm. who can tell you, give you constructive criticism. Lalo na ngayon, no? parang siguro mas malaki yung pressure sa mga college athletes because they're given so much exposure. Social media, um, yes. Uh, ako siguro, no, kung binalik mo sa college, I would probably deal with everything psychologically better because feeling ko, mas nagmature na din ako, tumanda na din ako. Mm-hmm. Alam ko na how to deal with, you know, bashers, I know how to deal with pressure of it all. Uh, but nung time kasi namin, nangangapa rin kami. Dun, dun lang din kasi sumikat yung volleyball, di ba? Mm-hmm. So yun, I think yung yung pressure yeah, yeah, it's greater when when you're in college. And dagdag mo pa doon, pagka may love life ka pa, mas lalo komplikado. <laughs> well, that's a very uh, interesting stage to have a love life, Anna. Uh the next question I want to ask also is because your last two years and I remember your fifth year you weren't sure of coming back, diba? But you came back because Coach Roger asked you and you felt that since you guys made the final support year more, there was a chance to get it to fifth year. But when you guys came up short, did you feel regret or was it like, you know what, I'm so happy I played out this last season? You know what I felt like? I felt like we gave it our all. So no regrets on our part. We didn't get it, but meron kami mga pagkukulang na feeling ko inayos at 
pinunan nila when we graduated. Like, for example, kulang kami sa strength and conditioning. Yung strength and conditioning namin as a first part of the year. And we, I, fe- I felt like kulang kami sa confidence compared to the other team. Kasi, oh, parang, di ba kaya nga lumabas yung happy-happy ni Coach Tai? Parang low moral kami. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, negative negative yung 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 moral nun. and ano pa ba, ba yung kulang kulang siguro sa cohesiveness pa we were four seniors in the first six and we all had strong personalities pero oh, for sure oh nung umalis kami si Alisa yung yung soul leader so that right. kind of helped so parang ang dami rin namin uh, with what we had we gave our best and we went far we didn't reach our goal yung to get the championship but you know it's not easy to build a championship team there are so many pieces that you need to put together so many you know learnings and they learn they learned them from our uh, lapses and got mm-hmm. the championship after that so i don't regret anything i feel like right. it has given us that chip on the shoulder for us right. to like, be hungrier with life kaya kami ngayon sobrang alam mo yun Go get. Kailangan mo lang chip on the shoulder. Diba yun yung ano, formula to success ng madaming tao. So, Correct. I believe yes. in that. <laughs> and and you and the rest of the Fab Five, including Coach Roger Nair, and I'm sure you guys can take pride in the fact that whatever the team accomplished by winning the championship in, I believe that was 2014, season 76, you guys helped build the foundation for that, diba? Is that something that makes you happy till now? Yeah, sobrang proud ako. Kasi, actually, yung shoulder ko, yung isang palatandaan nun eh, kasi sira na yung shoulder ko. Meron akong tear dito. <laughs> from, ano, um, overwork, uh, 100 spikes a day. Alam mo yun, nalala ko yun. Talaga, I mean, pinagdaanan talaga namin yung pinakamahirap talaga from below. No, nothing can compare to that. And, I feel proud to have gone through it and still make history in our own way. Uh, right. People always have something to say, but I think for an athlete, at the end of the day, if you're able to give your best and put it all out there, then that's it. That's it. That's all you can do, diba? That's no regrets. true. Oh. Yeah. So I have to ask you this question because I'm very interested. If I ask you to name your all-time Ateneo Women's Volleyball starting six, who would you put there? Well, siyempre si Eliza, kasama na yun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gia Morado. Gusto ko mag-sitter okay. si Gia. Uh, <laughs> siyempre kasama ako dun, di ba? Of course, yes. <laughs> Siguro si Madi. Madi. Madayag. Libero Dende Lazaro. Mm-hmm. Um, another open. Hmm. Another open. Sino ba? Siguro si Phil. Phil si kayo. Phil. Oo. Uh, may kwatro na ba ako? Wala pa. Mm-hmm. Ang kwatro Parang... ko si... Si... Si Z. Si Z. Okay, yeah. And then... Yun, yun na yun. Yun na yun, no? Correct. Yeah, uh, yun na yun. Yeah. Uh, awesome. <laughs> okay, so that was great. Now, the last question, before I ask you, I want to read you like an excerpt from the article uh, back in 2014. And I just want you to tell me your reaction, okay? So, let's see. Okay, I ask you, in this was back in 2014, I ask you, in a few years, how do you think Gretchen Ho will be remembered? This was your answer. 
in a few years, Gretchen Ho will be remembered for being different. I want to be different that I want to show people that there is something good in the show business industry. There's something good. It's not just about showing beauty. It's not just about showing what you have or fame. I want to show that there's no limit to your dreams as long as you direct to a goal, to the right path. So now, when you hear that and hear about how wise you were from back in the day, (laughs) do you feel that you've managed to stay in that path? I feel so. I feel like like I'm there. I feel like I've, I've, you know, set my own path, whatever Mm -hmm. this path is. But... (laughs) (laughs) Tingin ko, yun nga, yung sinasabi ko kanina na lahat naman tayo, we can create whatever reality we want for ourselves. We are our own storytellers. I mean, don't give the pen to other people. Write your mm-hmm. own, own story. For me, you know, I, I really want my work, my life to have an end. Marami pa akong gustong gawin. Marami pa akong pinapangarap. Pero, happy naman ako sa mga nagawa ko na, feeling ko I did not waste a single day uh, of me being in the industry. It has really changed me a lot. And I want to be able to, to help more people with this platform. That is very well said. Uh, Nobel Prize winning speech. <laughs> but, but very well said and I agree. I think you are in the right path, Gretchen. And I think you are doing fantastic work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep up the so, good work as well. Thank you so much. That was a great uh-huh. conversation, uh-huh. and I hope we can do this again in the future. Yeah, yeah, oh, oh. Yeah, all right. Good luck, good luck sa podcast mo. Thank you, Gretchen. Best thank of luck. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So that's it for our latest episode with Gretchen Ho. I really hope you enjoyed, and if you want to check out our last episode with Bert Gomez Deliano, who discussed what it was like to be a UAP parent, hope you get to check that out. Until then... See you next time. Peace.